episode 113, Fractured Skulls. Terry and Charles alongside Monoxide. Monoxide. Well, looks like I'm going to be doing this one solo. Wait a minute. I'm not alone. I hear breathing. Who's there? It's Michael Myers. <laughs> but it's uh, it's your old pal. The Crypt Keeper? No. It, it's it's uh, Anthony versus the Evil Dead from that podcast we once did together called the Chillin' Killin' Podcast. I remember you. And I have someone else here. Hey, I tagged along too. Charles Lee Ray Ray over here. It's, it's part of the package. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Ellie give you that name? Right. Yes. It no. just stuck. <laughs> just went with it. Well, guys, I'm happy that you're on this podcast. We got a great feeling to discuss. But, I mean, how you guys been? It's been a while. Have you guys been watching any new shows? What's going on in the horror community with you guys? Have you been keeping up with the news? Well, I'm, one, I'm glad that uh, after two and a half years, you finally asked me to be on your podcast, even though we had a podcast together for uh, quite a bit of time. So I that's appreciate that. That's why I never that. asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the excuse. <laughs> yeah. So, But uh, you know what? It's been a really good year for horror. Uh, so much so that I wanted to uh, dive back into the pa- podcasting world. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. I don't know where you want to go with this, Travis. But uh, um, Well, I guess we'll start our new section. Let's check it out. Check it out! Well, guys, I don't know what the hell's going on. Terrifier 2 continues to make money. They have surpassed $10 million. And you guys see it in theaters, right? Yep. Yes, we did. We saw it uh, opening night, I guess. I think it was opening night, yeah. So we saw it with a crowd, and it was a lot of fun. I think it added to the experience. And uh, all this tells me is that there is a definite section of the audience that wants to see these types of movies so um i didn't love the movie i liked it i did not love it i did not like terrifier one but uh, this one i i did like even though it was too long and i don't agree with the ending but uh yeah i mean it's crazy because the budget was two hundred and fifty thousand, and it's made 10 million and it's been like in the top 10 even knocked out uh, Top Gun Maverick at, at one point during October. So, um, really, just such a crazy success story. But uh, I'm a little worried about the third one. It's going to be like uh, Return of the Kings level time. It's going to be a four hour slasher movie. <laughs> I, I just want to see what the budget for this third one is because seeing how much the movie is made and knowing that it's only 250000 for what they were able to do, it was. Yeah, they better not be asking. They better not be asking for a Kickstarter on this one. They got the money now. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like it's just gonna be Jericho adding in more money now. (laughs) But shout out to Chris Jericho. I feel like that's what pushed this movie even more. It was like, yeah. You haven't seen it though. I haven't seen it. No. What are you waiting for? I there's no theaters in my area that's showing it. You see where I live? Yeah, but it's on uh, Screenbox now. It is, yeah. I, I, but you know, I wanted, I wanted that theater experience. Ah, uh, well, you're not gonna get it, so you might as well. Yeah, I was gonna say you're not gonna get it now. Which I still love, and our experience is just me and Ellie laughing our asses off 
while everyone is kind of horrified by some of these kills. <laughs> well, you've heard, you've heard, you've read like the fact that people are like passing out and stuff, but I don't. I think that's bullshit. I think it's all just a marketing thing, because there's like crazy like special effects as far as i'll just say like there's a person getting skinned and stuff it's not it's you could tell like it's fun it's like that fun kind of like stupid horror of like special effects it, it wasn't like realistic or anything yeah that's what made it more enjoyable because of all that yeah and art is so fucking mean he's such a mean fucking slasher but you laugh at the same time so it like i, I look forward to hearing what you think about it yeah, I'll definitely, because I've seen the first one, I was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was definitely better than the first one. This was definitely better than the first one. Yeah, it, like, the first hour, I was like, wow, this is, like, way better than the first one. And then the last hour, I was like, when is this going to fucking end? Because <laughs> I, I think the budget for the first film was around the same. I think, I want to say 250000 I could be wrong. Hmm. Well, they learned how to budget for this movie because they made 250,000 stretch to oh, make wow. this like look very well. I'm going on Wikipedia here. Uh, 35,000 was the first one. Budget. No, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, you, you can tell that it it had a little bit more money in it, but this is the type of movie you would go see in the theater in like the 70s at like a 1 a.m. showing. Yeah, it almost feels like that that midnight movie. Yeah, yeah, it definitely like. The fact that it was low budget like helped the the aura and like the illusion of everything that was going on. So, so makes me want to make a film. A, I was gonna say, did this get an R rating or NC seventeen? <laughs> I don't think it got a rating. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember it. Get, I don't know if it got a rating. I feel like I don't it has to be R. If it if it did, I think it's R. I, I first of all, yeah, I think it's like one of those like fathom of events kind of thing. So you don't have to like really have a rating on it. Yeah, it's like a special thing, but yeah, it's. I don't think it was definitely would have gotten like an X rating for the violence and stuff. Yeah, there was legit salt on the wounds at one point. Like, yeah, like yes, because yeah, 2022 has been a very big year for horror because for the most part, all the horror films that have come out have made profit. This, uh, what's that movie? Smile for Paramount originally that was supposed to release on, on the app, but then they said, oh, I'm throwing theaters to see what happens. Budget of what? I think it said seventeen million, maybe made over a hundred. Yeah, I think it's close to two hundred million worldwide. Wow, that's crazy. Black Phone, Blumhouse. I believe that was a budget of forty million. They made back over uh, one hundred forty. Oh wow! Yeah, I think you know, I and mean, you and I were texting each other about this, but I think like there's no reason why a studio shouldn't put out their horror movies in theaters because the budget's so low it's not like they put a ton of marketing in it and i mean the marketing for smile is like they had someone in the audience at like M M mlb games you know just smiling with the t-shirt i mean how much money Jeez. is that gonna cost that that movie still creeped me out I still don't Yeah, I haven't seen it. Ellie saw it. She said she really liked it. Barbarian is another one that did really well. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been a really, even Halloween ends, it made a profit. You know, no, regardless of uh, what people thought about it, it made a profit. So, horror is like one of the only things that's a proven commodity when it comes to movie theaters. Did Nope and, make uh, a profit? The camera of nope. Did yeah, it? I think it did. Yeah, okay. I want to say. I want. Yeah, I want to say yes. 
But uh, yeah, it's been a good year for horror. Uh, a lot of interesting kind of uh, films. Oh, X, Pearl. That those movies did well too. Yeah, I, I've seen X. I still got to see Pearl. I oh, we we saw X all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's still creepy. One of the scariest scenes in, of all time. Yeah, Pearl. I still have to see. I hope there's there's no more of that kind of footage in there. It comes out on uh, digital and and physical media this month, right? So okay. So I'm pretty sure you guys heard the news about um, James Gunn taking over DC Films. Um, ever, I mean, seems like the CEO is doing a complete overhaul on all the DC products. I brought this. Me and Steve, we talked about this. I know he doesn't really watch superhero movies. I know you guys keep up with that for the most part. I mean, all the DC shows on CW, whack, done, kaput. I'm glad because Gotham Knights was gonna be horrible. Oh no, that still happened. <laughs> they they should just cancel it now. That's the only property right now. Well, right now, Stargirl's going. going. It's still on, but they're wrapping that up after its current season. No. Flash is going to have their final season, so at least they get to close out their show. Um, but the Gotham Knights, uh, we we saw that. I don't know if you guys ever saw that terrible trailer. Yes. I, it's so confusing. I don't know who's supposed to be what. These kids, th- these are our Gotham Knights. And, and this this child's like, oh, you know, Batman, he would call me his little Robin. When would Batman ever say that? Grayson, look at my little Robin. Oh, he's so cute. But apparently, that's they, uh, it's only gonna get 13 episodes. Usually, those shows they get like 24, 23 episodes a season. It's ridiculous, but who knows? With, with Discovery, they may just pull a plug after episode two. Yeah, I mean, I love watching Batman shows that don't have Batman in it. You know, we've seen like 20,000 fucking shows that have even Alfred, which is insanity because if you watch teen titans go to the movies they have a joke about alfred having a show which he has in real life and it has three seasons but no batman <laughs> well gotham knights had batman for like two seconds he dies in the trail that's how they always describe well you know it's two years he's been he's either m.i.a or dead well they they kill him in the trailer so it's like oh this is this is nice just and he has an adopted oh. son that has that had no training. At least the game looks better than that CW show. That's how it's bad the, it is. The game developer said, like, we little, we have nothing to do with the show. Don't tag us with them. <laughs> we that. Yeah, but apparently they didn't do so well either. Yeah, the gameplay is very stale, but you played the story it. Is okay, I played a little bit of it. The gameplay oh, okay. is just very repetitive, but the story is decent. Man. You know, but now, you know, James Gunn's involved, and it seems like the first move they made was bring back Henry Cavill. Yep. And that's what they did. Cavill, it seems like he's having issues with the Witcher series, which I covered on our last episode. So, I mean, I guess they're going to hit the reboot again? The reboot button? Restart? I mean, they already announced they casted a new Lois Lane, so uh, Amy Adams is gone. I I don't know what's going on. So, are they going to acknowledge Batman, uh, Ben Affleck, or Matt Reeves, Batman? I don't know. It's we've seen their movies. Their biggest mistake was that they tried to be like Marvel. They copied the Marvel formula, and they hot shotted everything. I mean, after one, two Superman movies. I don't know if you guys consider Dawn of Justice either a Batman or a Superman movie, but after two of those films, we already got a Justice League movie. Well, I mean, I think the Wonder Woman came before that or after that. I don't know, but they hot shotted everything. 
And the one DC film that they made, which made a huge profit, was the Joker movie with um, Joaquin Phoenix. So it showed that people want an alternative to Marvel. They wanted something darker. They wanted something different. And the Joker film provided them that. And now we got the Matt Reeves Batman movie, and people love that too. I think you guys talked about it. You guys want to go see it as well in theaters. You guys enjoy it, right? Yeah, well, we saw it. Uh, I saw it twice same. in yeah, theaters. Yeah, it, it was the same. Was it the same day? No, no. It might have been. It might have no. been like a month apart. But I saw it twice in theaters, and then I watched it once it hit HBO Max. But yeah, I agree. I mean, from what I understand, the Black Adam movie didn't do as well as they wanted it to, and it has a cameo from someone from the past, right? But it's it didn't really draw people in, right? So I don't know why they're going back to it. I don't think the fandom that's so like into the whole Snyderverse thing is strong enough to sustain an entire um, cinematic universe. For me, I like the Batman a lot. I like the Joker a lot. And I think they should go... I think they should do those types of movies. But I think if they're going to do a cinematic universe, which I also would see... I mean, it's a comic book movie at the end of the day. But they, they really should just cast other people at this point. You know? Or, I mean, I feel bad for Michael Keaton. You know, he put on the Batman suit. We may never see him in it. <laughs> uh, for two different projects, that's, that's what's worse. But it's like, with this, I feel like that's an issue that they have is just, yeah, you've seen this person, but just forget what they kind of did already. We're going to show you, we're going to do something different. It's like, at this point, if they're going to do a reboot of the whole franchise, just reboot everything. Because playing around with it, it's like, there's nothing that, there's that continuity that fans are like, Okay, yeah, this is gonna keep me invested in it. Like, mm-hmm. It's hard to try to compete with already the MCU being something that's already been established for the longest. And it's like, yeah, we can do that in our own version. It's like, no, start something fresh. I think there's enough fandom that they'll latch on once something's established again. Do, I mean, why do what do you guys think? Why do they why do they give it to James Gunn? Because for me, I feel like it's more of like. Uh, we kind of want to sell the company, but uh, we got to kind of like do this stuff right now. So, yeah, let's just give it to James Gunn because it's not like his Suicide Squad was successful. I didn't like it personally. Uh, I loved Peacemaker, though, but I don't see how Peacemaker was enough to have a whole universe. Yeah, um, that's, that's what's still it, it's like Peacemaker was the best that he's done for that. But I feel like I don't know if that's enough for it. I feel like maybe they're thinking his popularity alone is going to get people invested in it, that they know James Gunn has done great with Guardians and then with Peacemaker. It's like, there's something there that people may be interested in. But I don't know, again, can he do a whole cinematic universe that's going to be that intriguing? Well, I think think creatively he could, but I think, you know, I'm putting on my corporate business hat, I guess, but it's like, I didn't really, I don't see what, maybe they see that's why i i was like is this just like they're just giving him the job until they sell the company sadly that might be might be it at this point because creatively i think he can do it so i don't want like he's i really like most of his movies i just um i don't know it just seems like after the failure of suicide squad that they would have gone in a different direction 
Now, I mean, at the end of the day, Batman and Superman are like the two most popular comic book superhero or comic book characters of all time. Yeah. That's under DC's umbrella. Those characters are popular enough, are enough that they don't need a cinematic universe around them. When Marvel started their cinematic universe, they didn't have Spider-Man. They kind of sort of had Hulk, but that's because they have like a film rights issue in Universal, however the hell they had. But besides that, all they had with these was were these B players, were Iron Man, Captain America, etc., etc. So the only way those characters were going to work is that if they shared a story, a bigger plan. I think that's why Black Adam's not doing as well because they think, well, we got The Rock. It's a character. It's going to make money. In a sense, I mean, The Rock, his movies do draw for the most part. I mean, the only film that really didn't make money was the Baywatch uh, remake that they did. I think that was like his only flop. But, you know, with Black Adam, I feel this movie, well, one, they're releasing in China. So, I mean, that's going to help with their money. Will it be enough? I mean, th this film has to make at least $600 million just to kind of break even. What was the budget? Two hundred million, or at least six hundred million and change, just to kind of break even or make some something out of it. But, but for me, for Black Adam to really work, it needed to share a universe. It can't work on its own. That's like trying to release an Ant Man movie in nineteen ninety four. It's gonna flop. Nobody knows who Ant Man is, but, but if you were to build, let's say, Iron Man, Captain America, and this guy and this guy, and you try to build of one long cohesive story. Then maybe they're gonna check out this Ant-Man movie in '94 just to see where this story's gonna go, and that's what Marvel did, the MCU did, and that's why all these B plus players are kind of the A-list guys to the point they have Batman acting like Tony Stark and um, Josh Wheaton's Justice League, and, yeah. the, and, and David Ayer's Suicide Squad is stealing from Guardians of the Galaxy. What the fuck? It just shows you that. Uh, Kevin Feige, he really was a genius in planning this whole thing out to the point now DC is trying to copy them, but the only problem was they hot shot everything and now they're in this fucking mess. Warner Brothers is 50 billion in debt, for those that don't know. They can't afford to cancel this Flash movie, regardless of all the shit Ezra Miller has gotten them into. They just can't afford to cut it. They can afford to cut Batgirl, because I think the budget was like 90 million. I mean, that's still, I mean, that's still crazy, but they cut that. And their live-action Supergirl movie that they were doing, I don't think that ever really got going. I think they were just like in the beginning of shooting, but they it seemed like they canceled that at this point. So, with Henry Cavill now back involved, what I think they should do: make three Superman movies. If you want to build another cinematic universe under the vision of James Gunn, I think you you could do a lot of fun stuff with it. Don't make it so dark. Now, I don't know how, what's going to happen with uh, Matt Reeves' Batman 2. Is that going to be involved in James Gunn's little universe? They're supposed to be making a joke or two with Lady Gaga. Going to be a uh, Harley Quinn, so... I don't know. I I think I think they're better off just doing solo movies than doing a shared universe. That seems to be working for them right now with Joker and the Batman. But knowing them, they're going to want to build... Uh, one long cohesive storyline, so who knows where this is gonna go. Henry Cavill is a perfect Superman. He has the look. I mean, he's just... Unfortunately, the films haven't really done justice for him. So, well, um, we'll see where it goes. I mean, any, any final thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, um... I, I mean, I didn't really love the Superman movies, if I'm being honest, but, uh... We'll see where it goes. I can see, I think as an audience, we're smart enough to 
decipher two different Batmans and stuff. So hopefully that, um, you know, hopefully it works out. I do think James Gunn is good at making a comic book movie. I mean, he did Guardians, so I don't think it's going to be as dark as, as it has been. Uh, but I do enjoy my dark Batman as well. So There's I was gonna say, I feel both. like they kind of need that element to it, though. That dark is what kind of defines DC in a sense. Like that's the running joke is this is a DC movie. It's dark. It's gonna be that gritty side of it, which I feel like that's where the fandom is for DC movies because we mm-hmm. get that happy-go-lucky good story in Marvel. We need something different. If not, it's like okay, why am I gonna? What separates it in a sense? Uh-huh. Burt Ward and Adam West would disagree with you, Ray. <laughs> of course they will, but they probably would disagree with why has there been 10 Batmans by now? <laughs> and why doesn't Batman dance anymore? That's a Simpsons joke. Yeah. <laughs> where's, the, where's the Kapow sound effect? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so, you know, they've established that people do want an alternative with Joker and Batman. They came to see it, so it's still there. They just got to capitalize on that. Don't be like Marvel. Just keep doing what you're doing, and who knows? I mean, they got a long way to go to get. I mean, $50 billion in debt, you know, that's a lot of movies you got to make. So, we'll see how that goes. Um, some Disney Plus news. Um, we'll just do Disney Marvel, put them all together. Eternals is making its return to the MCU! Yes. Mm-hmm. And the crowd goes mild. Crowd goes mild. Indiana Jones series in the works. Disney Plus. Excitement. Nice. With, with who? Uh, it's in its early stages. I don't know. Maybe it's Shire not Harrison Ford, Ford, right? Harrison Ford. Um, let me see what Variety says. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Shia LaBeouf. Lucasfilm declined to comment. Okay, that's great. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we got nothing. <laughs> We got nothing. Uh, Owen Wilson's character he does on Loki is supposed to be appearing in uh, Deadpool three. Just have a big role. Oh, that's cool. Actually, I read today that Ryan Reynolds said this would be his last Deadpool movie. What? Well, maybe Deadpool solo movie, but not the last time he plays the character. Maybe. I hope so, because what? <laughs> We just got him. First of all, Ryan Reynolds, like, let's be honest, he doesn't really have to be in the suit. He could just do the voiceover. Oh, this is true. That's true. But this is all, he also said a while ago he was going to take a break and we're getting Deadpool 3. So. And spirited and like a whole yeah. bunch of. Yeah. I, I remember, because I remember you told me that a while back too. It was like, yeah, he just said he's taking like a break. Meanwhile, he just put out all these movies. Even Red <laughs> Notice hadn't come out yet. It was like, yeah, he's going to take a break. It's like, all oh, this is. Okay. So let's take Ryan Reynolds' comments with a grain of salt. We're on a Disney train. Anyone see the trailer to Avatar 2, The Way of Water? I haven't even watched the first movie. I, I wasn't a fan of the first movie, so no. I, I'm still amazed this movie made over a million dollars. I, I watched it, I'm like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know what the fascination with the movie is because every person I, I've talked to about it usually has like great things to say. I'm like, I constantly had to see it when I was younger. It doesn't get better. It's just it's, it's not it's I can't I can't get engaged by it. 
You think James Cameron's upset that there's blue water people in Wakanda Forever? Like, it's literally a month away from Avatar 2. Well, you can use it as free publicity and be like, hey, we have this coming out. Like, like, stay for December to see a whole movie about blue water people. I hope Terrifier 2 still stays in theaters by December and takes the hype away from Avatar. That's a real, bu- that's a that's a blockbuster fight right there. Terrifier <laughs> two versus Avatar two. Terrifier two is being considered for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk about that. That's um, that's a thing. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Well, it's it's it was more of a joke thing because they think it's funny that all these Oscar people that have like their nose up in the air have to watch this like gruesome splatter fest. I was going to say, they still have to watch it, though. Even if it's not, like, it doesn't make it. They still have to watch That's it. That's not right? true. That's not true. No? Okay. No. I was going to say, imagine them having to watch that, and it's just... It's, no known, it's known that most of those, you know, they don't... There's no way for them to check that you watched every movie. Yeah, that's... that's yeah, that's crazy. Because you also have to include the short films. You got to include the foreign movies. That's like every day you may have to watch a new movie. Yeah. Imagine, imagine trying to run the Emmys. You have to watch all those TV shows. <laughs> yeah. They I also get paid to do that. I don't think Mindy Kalen is is free enough to watch all those movies. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, Travis should be a part of it. He watches like two movies a day, so he would be his vote would matter. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you think Avatar two is gonna make profit? Do you do you think they're gonna flop or they might maybe sleep? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I don't know. I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't think the hype is there. I, I To be honest, I forgot this was coming out this year. So I don't know if there is really even a buzz around it, honestly. Like, But the thing is, for the first one, I don't feel like there was a real buzz either. And look at look at the money in made. I don't think there was anything that, while it was being promoted, that I was like, oh, look at this new movie coming out. When Avatar was originally... So I feel like this might be one that's it might just be a shocker in the box office when it's already out. It's like, oh yeah, people want to see the continuation. What happens next? So. Well, there's not a lot coming out this December either, so it it might do well. This is true. Yeah. It might do well. Cause only other movies I know are coming well, I guess this will lead to our next film, uh Black Panther Wakanda Forever. You guys are gonna see it, right? Yep, we got our we got our tickets. We're going to go see it on uh, Thursday night. We're looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to uh, seeing how they work this one out. I did hear that this is like Marvel going back to form. So we'll see. I've been disappointed by Marvel recently. And, you know, at the same time, you know, it's going to be hard to hit a Grand Slam every single time. Especially, you know, you built up to Infinity War and Endgame, and I thought those were two very satisfying endings. And uh, so, but I look forward to seeing how they're going to work in the uh, the real life death, uh, how they move the story forward. Uh, I heard Angela Bassett's great in it, so I look forward to it. It's crazy. It's been two years since he passed away. Just and just randomly, you know, you went online that day. It's like, oh, Chadwick. Bozeman died. You're like, he was sick or whatever, you know? Oh. I remember, I'll never forget the day my father texted me. Uh, you know, Black Panther died. He passed away. I'm like, 
You mean the actor that played his father passed away? I was like, yeah, you know, he was kind of old. Okay. No, 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 Chad, he's dead. What? And I looked it up. It was all over Twitter and all over the news. I was so heartbroken. Uh, it was very abrupt, too. Like, it just really came out of that nowhere that it was, like, so unbelievable but, to the minute you saw it. They were like, oh, God. Crazy. So Disney's got a lot of stuff coming. I mean, I, I uh, texted you, you this tomorrow. I've been very disappointed with Phase 4 of the MCU with their Disney Plus shows. The movies, for the most part, is being very uh, underwhelming, so... I think I believe this is the last one for Phase Four. Is this Black Panther, and then we start our next phase, and um, hopefully that'll be good. Maybe Ant Man Three will deliver. Give us the goods. We got Bill Murray. <laughs> well, I mean, out of Phase Four, you guys like what has made you like happy? Because like for me, I was excited to see Thor. And then I was like so, like taken aback on how how bad it was for me, like to the point where even though his suit was cool, like I didn't want to buy the uh, hot toy of it, which is a bad sign. So, um, but for me, like, there's really not much in this. I liked Loki a lot. Uh, I liked Moon Knight, but I wanted more for whatever reason. And I liked Werewolf by Night, but I don't think it was like, you know, it's not going to change anyone's opinion on the face. So we'll see how it ends up. But would, is there anything in Phase 4 that you guys did like? Um, I I did like Doctor Strange 2. Oh, yes. It's I not, agree. It's yes. not a perfect movie. It has its flaws, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, Moon Knight was fine. I, you know, some episodes were kind of, eh, I think at least like the hallucination dream episodes were kind of losing me a bit. I wish they would approach Moon Knight the same way they did Werewolf by Night. They would have done Moon Knight that way, like an hour special, whatever. I would have been okay with it. In fact, I kind of wish they would use that format for a lot more of their characters, at least the ones they want to try to make big deals out of or introduce or whatever. Um, She-Hulk, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, what else is there? What other shows they had? Uh, Loki was fine. I, I I didn't have any major gripe with it. Um, anything I like. Um, for the most part, nothing really stood out to me. Everything you know, just kind of just, eh. yeah. Uh, for me, the shows saved. The, this phase was definitely saved a lot by the shows. Like Moon Knight, I I really enjoyed. Loki was great. Miss um, Marvel, I feel like it's gonna be a wait and tell to see how that goes. Oh yeah, I feel like that got mixed reviews. Of, I do lost Miss one. <laughs> yeah, Miss Marvel definitely got mixed, but I feel like they, I guess Phase Five will definitely see more of it. Um, Doctor Strange was great to me, and again, it's this was more of that I guess recovery phase. Now it's like okay, we're post basically all of our favorites. Where, where do we go now? Oh God, I, we totally blanked on Spider Man, Far From Home. Oh. <sighs> well, I mean that kind of like just took it. I don't know. We don't really know what's going on with Spider-Man right now. See, so. and that's also that's also like I don't know. That's considered Phase Four, right? But I feel like it's it's just its own subcategory because sadly, like Ant said, it's like we we don't know where Spider-Man is anymore. Like, do we have Spider-Man? Do we not have Spider-Man? It's like it's a great Spider-Man movie as far as Marvel's continuity with it. It's like, eh. well, you like, know, it's Spider-Man's it's, always good. It's really considered, I guess, a Sony movie more so than a Disney movie. Yeah. 
And plus, Tom Holland says he wants to take like an extended break from playing Spider-Man. He'll be back. They always come back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what though? I, I mean, I'm upset that I forgot about Doctor Strange. Um, Pizza Papa was in it, so that's always a good thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think you know, regardless of how people think of this phase, and including us, I guess we're all kind of disappointed by it. But um, you know, Spider-Man is far from home. Is up there with the entire cinematic universe as far as one of the best movies that they've had so yeah um i believe that covers all our disney news have you guys been watching any horror shows recently i actually caught up with chucky go ahead i want to see what Travis does because i'm um it's fine i you know what it is when it comes to these shows whether it be this or even the mighty ducks like, yeah. Cobra Kai kind of set the format on how to do these kind of shows. Okay. Chucky is fine. Chucky's doing good. They're doing a lot better than Mighty Ducks. In fact, they took one of their actors from Mighty Ducks. They took the girl with the glasses. Because on Mighty Ducks, they have not explained her absence. She just, like, disappeared. Never explained what happened oh, to her. She's... And um, now she's here on um, Chucky. Yeah. Um, I've, I've been watching Chucky again. Big, big Chucky fan. But... I will say it's finally picking up now, five episodes later. I feel like it was this, it was a very slow build this season, but I, I'm happy at the same time because it makes sense. Like, there's not much you could do with a killer doll, <laughs> so they were finally getting to that issue of how do we do a whole nother season? Do a slow build. This made sense. Like episode five, now we're finally getting somewhere. I feel like with the story, so I'm looking forward to tomorrow because. Uh, Shit got weird. I mean, is there is there any other nostalgia, nostalgic characters they could bring back? Maybe Captain Heigl can come back. From Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon. That's that's the one I'm just waiting for. Like I thought they would do that last season, but Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> are, are any of the survivors from um, Child's Play three? I don't think they acknowledge that movie as much. Anthony, he wasn't in it, so it's like, yeah, we're not gonna... No, Child's Play 3 doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't really watched much when it comes to TV. I watched the first episode of Chucky, and then I fell off. So, uh, hopefully I get to binge watch it, but I didn't really like the first episode of the second season. Uh, I do still have to check out Del Toro's kind of, like, version of, uh, Hitchcock Presents on Netflix. Um, I still have to watch Hellraiser. So I'm backed up a bit here. Yeah, uh, you, you don't watch American Horror Story, do you? You haven't watched it. In no, I haven't, I haven't watched it since they did the uh, 1984. Oh, uh, that was the camp. slash. Yeah, the yeah. camp slasher, yeah. You guys want to get into today's film discussion? Yeah, I, yes, I mean, you asked us to watch Rob Zombie's The Mon Monsters, and uh, we uh, sadly did that. Yeah. Yes. I saw it again. <laughs> I, mean, I saw it again. Ray's a, Ray's a sucker. He watched it twice. <laughs> oh. Ray, I watched the original series. I should have done that. I should have <laughs> just been like, you know what? No, we're taking over this podcast. We're talking about good monsters. But no, we're gonna 
Well, well, I'm glad you did, because now you can give us a uh, a uh, nostalgic, you know, comparison from the show to whatever Rob Zombie threw at us. Uh, the Monsters is a 2022 American horror comedy film produced, written, directed by Rob Zombie. It stars none other than his wife, Sherry Moon Zombie. It stars Jeff Daniel Phillips, and it stars Daniel Roback with a bunch of other actors, including Richard Brake, an actor who I heavily praise on his show, and Cassandra Peterson in supporting roles. Distributed by Netflix, and its production company is Universal 1440 Pictures. For those that don't know, Universal 1440 Pictures distributes all of their properties into straight-to-DVD movies, like Curse of Chucky, The Scorpion King 3, The Little Rascals 2, The Scorpion King 4, Hard this Target This is a 2. sign of just why these movies are where they are. But, um... What? Scorpion King 2 came out on theaters? Uh, no, it was straight to, uh... Oh, oh okay. The Tales in the Hood sequels, uh, How High 2, um, the new Netflix Blade of the 47 Ronin, the one that AJ Lee produced. That's from them. I already know the quality of that movie. So, you guys have an idea. Kindergarten Cop 2, you have an idea. Yeah, well, um... You guys remember when this movie was first announced that they said that it had a $40 million budget? It's like, no, it didn't. Like, this company doesn't produce $40 million movies. Uh, I, yeah, it's like, the minute you start watching this movie, you're like, what was this budget again? Because um, I think they used 90% of it on everything but the movie. Well, yeah, $40 million, yeah, I see Sherry Moon playing three characters. Yeah, so I that was a complete lie, and I don't know how that that must have came from uh, we got this dot com, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, where you guys want to start with this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, where do we start? Because we uh, could just we could just pick pieces of this movie. I don't want to go through the whole plot. So the Monsters was a classic TV show, uh, in black and white. It was roughly on the same time as the Adams Family. When I was a kid, we would watch it on like TV Land and kind of these older kind of stations. And I was always a Monsters guy. I liked Adam's Family, and it was kind of like uh, in my head, it was like you can either like one or the other. It was like Star Wars and Star Trek, you know. But the Monsters was more my kind of lane because I loved the Universal Monsters and stuff, and it was just like the natural progression of where that stuff went. Because by the time the Monsters came out. All that stuff was kind of seen as like hacky and stupid and stuff. So it had to go to that kind of comedy kind of way. And I think the jokes um, still work because I, I still watch the episodes now. It was on Netflix for a little bit. Now it's on Peacock. But uh, the jokes still work. It's kind of like it's about family, you know, like uh, Fast and Furious. Yeah. It's about family. <laughs> it's about um kind of these um different people living in like a 50s style kind of um american era and that's kind of where all the jokes come from and uh I, you know i love the show i love the characters and uh i think there's a clear um understanding from me that rob zombie does care a lot about the property there's a lot of easter eggs that are in here that i didn't really get until i rewatched the episodes but as far as like the overall 
core values of what the monsters are i don't think he connected that at all there's plenty of easter eggs in it but as far as like there's no real like family aspect to this like in it's very like on surface level kind of family it's nothing deeper or anything like that and because uh, there's no family that's that yeah. you made it a prequel yeah and it's just and you know hats off media or hats off entertainment on youtube they have a great video about a bunch of monster stuff including this movie and he brought up a great point about how this movie is more like the adams family where the adams family is very much about uh, morticia and gomez you know being in love and all that and that would have fit better with this where the monsters is more about the complete family you know obviously you have wednesday and and uh and festus and stuff but um love is a big aspect of that but in this you know it's kind of like they took an adams family plot that could have been a prequel and they put it on the monsters which is not really what they were about yeah it really lost its whole the whole element of what the monsters is and i feel like and it's oh, after watching it again today i was like okay what he did with this movie is basically let his explanation of what he thought the monsters were forgetting what the monsters were it was like okay yeah explain to me in five minutes what the monsters is here you go <laughs> it's just like that was his script like just just a, a simple explanation of it was like you lost everything you lost the heart of the movie like yeah, you lost the plot as they say but and, and that's there is no plot that's the worst part it's like okay it's a love story it's like what where is this this isn't what the monsters ever fully entailed here i mean right what did you have like a connection to the monsters before watching this i i got into the show a little later just because of uh i was more of an adams family fan so I got into it a little later. I was a big fan of the original, um, and I still I can still watch it now, and it still holds up to me. Like the jokes are still it's still hilarious. It's still great, um, and that's what I was I was hoping for with this. Like I I even said when we first saw images, I was like, it looks okay. If they can keep at least that essence, they keep that 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 comedy style of it. It should be good, because that's what I always loved. Like it's those jokes that it's like. If you're a fan of the series, you'll you'll have that love for it. No. Like you'll get their 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 style of humor. But that's the biggest problem with this film. That is one thing Rob Zombie has never done before in his career is that he never wrote comedy. Had yeah, I mean, you said horror comedy, and I think comedy should be <laughs> not in that sentence. What what does um, Rob Zombie write exactly? And again, I, not to hate the guy, but it's like. No, listen, it's it's hard to make a movie. I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie's kind of... I like his visuals, but I don't, I'm don't. i not a really a fan of his script writing. No. Uh, I mean, he's done movies. I haven't, so that's easy for me to say, but I, he's not funny. Like, I didn't laugh at one point in this movie. I just... You know, he did have a very challenging situation in trying to update these jokes from from the time that the monsters was out originally to to 2022 but at the same time i think if you watch the monsters now there, a lot of those jokes still do work uh at least for me so uh i mean he just i just don't understand why he can't he couldn't 
write this with someone else you know he can still write it but with yeah. someone else to kind of punch it up when it comes to like the comedy aspect definitely and i feel like that would have been that would have helped like i get trying to modernize it because you you want to get a a newer audience you want to open the appeal for it but it's like if you're doing a movie like this it's the monsters you know the fan base is going to be the nostalgia factor of it why change everything about it or if you don't know if you don't have that idea of okay maybe this is what's going to work why not try to do it with someone that will yeah well, like had, it, it felt like he was like writing it as if like he was like an alien you know like he he wrote this movie trying to like okay what can families relate to because he himself can't relate to the material you know so he's like what do i think families would think is funny and that's kind of how i feel like the script was written yeah i would have just preferred if he didn't write it at all he just took a step back just look let's bring in someone who's a fan let them write the shit and i'll direct it by the way can i do it in black and white no no all right fine we're gonna colorize the shit out of this <laughs> maybe that would have saved it if it wasn't black and white I don't know. Apparently, he wanted to, but the wouldn't let him. So, um, I guess you guys want to talk about the casting of this? I, you know, yes. it would have been great if he would have went out of his way, out of the circle, his little circle crew, you know, to try, try to find other people to work with who would be more fitting for the parts, but no. Back to his old, same crew he always goes to. Yes, well, I think... I really, I don't like to just kind of like crap on someone's uh, performance but i think cherry moon zombie doesn't come off as lily to me at all um it doesn't come off as her like own interpretation either what was she um, going it, for here I, I don't know it just seems like a parody of what the character is uh, i think richard blake uh break would have been like would be a good like price kind of parody character like if they ever did like a vincent price biopic i think he would be like perfect for it um i again um uh jeff daniel phillips he, i've enjoyed his work before like he was also the caveman from geico i just i didn't understand his choice in the voice for herman because it's like yeah it's not what Herman was, and I understand that it's it'll be hard to redo that voice or or kind of he didn't really make it his the way that he did it was just he came off like he was going through puberty you know and there's and there was a very distinct voice to that character I think the best person in this was Daniel Robach I think that he he got who grandpa was and the voice but also kind of made it his own with whatever he had and that was the best part of it at least that he he definitely took the role and made it into something that's like okay this is palatable at least with the others it just it almost felt like they were phoning it in just like okay yeah, here's our script this is what we're gonna read like it didn't feel like they became a character in a sense it just felt weird how they were portraying it it's like okay Let's try to close our eyes and think maybe this is what should work. Like, it feels like they watch clips of, on YouTube of them. And just, all right, let's try to duplicate this. You know, uh, Rob Zombie ain't going to tell us, ain't going to say otherwise. He's our buddy, so. Oh, Sherry Moon did, just didn't even try, I feel like. And again, I hate to be like that, but it's like, 
it, it just didn't feel like she was doing a character. It just felt like reading a script. Like, this is what we're doing. Like, it felt like she was at a costume contest and then she's doing what she thinks what Lily would say or do. Yeah, what no, think, I agree with that. What What do you think, how do you think they bounced off each other? Um, Sherry Moon and Jeff Daniels? Because I felt like I didn't, I didn't get the chemistry there between those two at all. Come on, guys. They no. had each other. Come on. <laughs> I, I didn't buy them as a study and chair. <laughs> what well, they did, the like the the kind of cliche love at first sight thing and it's just like it wasn't earned at all you know it's just i didn't think they had much chemistry i i just don't i just thought this whole idea was just a wrong premise for the film if you wanted to do them two meeting up you could have done this the same way um they did the incredible hope when they kind of did the retelling of bruce banner getting his powers they did all that in the opening credits you could have done the same thing here. Within two, three minutes, you could show them two, all of them meeting up, and then they had the family, and then once directed by Rob Zombie, then you start with them in the house with the family. There's no Eddie Munster, you don't have the blonde-headed girl, all that's gone. This is a prequel film, and unfortunately, they were just miscasted. I mean, that's that's what it was at the end of the day. Shereen Moon got miscasted, Jeff Daniel Phillips got miscasted, Daniel Robach, he was the best part of the film. And a runner-up for best actor in the movie would be Richard Brake. I, I, I wish he got more screen time. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that he played more the uh, the Vincent Price character. Yeah, because he was great. As, you know, kind of like He felt like he came out of the 60s series. Like, they copied and pasted and put him in this movie. Like, he, like he would have put this performance in the original Monsters. I could have totally bought it. No. no. See, and that shows at least there is a way to modernize the role but still keep some of the essence no one else thought about that when doing yeah, this that, movie that just falls on the actor I just richard Brake. i just think he's great yeah. in fact yeah. she, played, she played two characters this and uh orlock yes he did oh, and that just reminds me of like in the show they don't really uh, pay much attention to like the regular looking people they don't really freak out there was that one scene in this movie where herman goes out of his house you know the day after halloween and he just freaks out at like all the normal looking people and that's not really in the original show it's like they always like you know the regular people run away from them and they're kind of like oh i really don't what's wrong with that guy or whatever you know yeah. that's the weird part it's not how they look you know, they don't see themselves as looking strange. So that was like a weird thing that kind of bothered me. And that's how it, that's almost how it ends. Like that's in the last few. Of the movie, like they finally moved to their house and then. And we don't even, we don't even get, they're rich. Yeah. And we don't even get the, what we all thought was going to happen. Oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. No, 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 no pregnancy either yet. You know what it is? Because they're like, yeah, we're not. They know. They knew, we're not making a sequel, so <laughs> let's not even tease it. Because, because it's like, how, again, how do you make a monsters movie and not have the whole family? Like it just, it felt so weird. And it felt, again, it felt just like, oh yeah, this is what I thought the monsters were, but forgetting all the good parts of it. Like, oh, and they could have. They could have had maybe like. 
you know, th there's a lot of characters here that only had, like, one episode in the original. Like, the Wolfman kind of, the werewolf kind of character, which is, like, Lily's cousin. Or brother. I'm sorry, brother. He had, like, an episode, and, like, the Gill Man was also, who's, like, an uncle or whatever. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot of just strange choices. You know, I would have put something in there, like maybe Marilyn came with the house like someone in the family died and they had to take over the house and Marilyn's kind of a part of that kind of deal but they just they decided to focus on this kind of greatest love story ever told which is not what these characters are yeah. also that was the weirdest that it was like so many subplots of other episodes mixed in like mm -hmm. why are we having this it's like focus on one story here and and the Wolfman got the got the most screen time out of all the subplots, and it just was not funny. Every time he was on screen, I'm like, oh god, like it, it just drags, it just kills my mood. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out at the end, he's basically the reason why they get to keep the house because of whatever investment um, Herman signed with them. Yeah, and it's, it's like they accidentally got rich. It wasn't again, it wasn't earned. Mm -hmm. you no, know, they could have, you know, they could have tried to capture a killer, you know, five hundred, some ridiculous, ten million dollar reward or something. And it just ends on that. It's like, oh yeah, we're rich. It's like, no, it ends on a dance montage, right? You know, <laughs> a, a money dance. And then roll credits. I'm like, that's that's the ending. That's how we close this movie. And then they did they read the uh, did the intro, which is what they use in the teaser trailer. Yeah. See, that's how they got us, because that, that little end, that's good. That was like, okay. What happened? <laughs> it's the only time where it felt like you were watching the original. I was <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, he, uh, I don't I don't know. It, it's it's sad, because you think about it, it's like, you know, he, Rob's talked about he loves the monsters. Like, he was a I fan mean, of it. What happened? <laughs> I mean, you hear, you see it in his other movies where I think House of Thousand Corpses, one of the characters is watching the monsters. You hear it in his music, he has a song, Dracula. If you watch his Cribs episode, you see that he has a bunch of, like, monster stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, know, he, I just, yeah, I don't know, I just think that, you know, I, I, how, what'd you guys think about how it looked visually? I mean, he couldn't get the black and white that he wanted. Um, so he probably realized, no, if I'm gonna go color, I'm just gonna go fucking splatter tune all over this. Mm. He had some uh, creep show kind of uh, lighting it, there too. It was very, yeah, it was very colorful. I got like creep show and like Dick Tracy color vibes with this. Mm. I yeah, I was definitely gonna say the Dick Tracy thing was there. It was like, okay, that adds to that like decade style. Like, I was like, okay. He's keeping it in the right timeline. I thought it was a little too much at times. I, I thought it was a bit distracting, but I mean, I, I he probably realized like I, I can't get black and white. I'm just gonna go crazy with the colors. Yeah, this well, definitely felt like okay. So uh, here's the color drip. No black yeah. and white color drip time. This would have worked better if it was like a music video because it's only like three minutes of this. But you know, an hour forty minutes. Uh, it's a little Maybe that's what he should have done. He should have just said a song about the monsters, saved himself millions of dollars. And why was it that long? Why was it an hour forty minutes? I have no idea. This was way too long for me. I was. It, I mean, scenes. There were scenes I just dragged. 
I mean, it didn't help that our main leads just weren't good in their roles, and they especially weren't good when they were together. So it's this this film was a chore for me to sit through. With that said, I actually don't. This is not Rob Zombie's worst movie. Yeah, <sighs> gotta realize we still have Halloween and Halloween Two there. Where Al Yankovic is in a Halloween movie. <laughs> oh, are you gonna watch that? By the way, that biopic. I already saw it. How was it? I put it on Twitter. It's. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't follow your Twitter nonstop. <laughs> it's not a biopic movie. It's a parody film. Well, it it makes sense. That's the genius of it. Um, <laughs> it makes sense of Weird Al Yankovic. Like, what else would it be? I mean, Daniel Radcliffe is miscasted, but at the same time, he's perfect for the part. <laughs> this movie got him banned on Twitter. Of this movie, because of what it is. Movie um, got him suspended on Twitter, so it should have been a good movie. <laughs> Damn you, you I, I, I think I would put this worse than Halloween 2 for me. I think his worst movie that I've seen, I think the only one I haven't seen is Lords of Salem. Um, <laughs> but I think, yeah, this this might be at the bottom of the list for me. Three from Hell was bad too, though. <sighs> I don't know if I could put this worse than 30, Halloween. 31 was pretty terrible. I like 31 as far as his movies, but it's not like I'm gonna watch it again. Dumb. I don't. I love. I love like the Running Man kind of films, so maybe that's why. I, I don't know if I could put it worse than than Halloween, and that's saying something because I hate his Halloween movies. But I don't know. It's still not as, I guess, a a full mockery of of the franchise in a sense. Like it's it's. <laughs> There's still something. I disagree with you, Ray. Yeah, Let's mean, fight to the death. We always do. We always there was the Monsters franchise prior to this film. There was uh, the last thing that they did was there was a um, failed pilot that they made into a special TV special called uh, uh, Mocking Mockingbird Lane. It was uh, airing on NBC maybe like ten years ago. No. It had Jerry O'Connor in it. It was like a more up-to-date version of the monsters. I remember the, the Wayne Bros were attached to it at one point, I guess. Oh, thank it's God. Not happening. It would have just been Marlon Wayne's naked the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> now I kind of want to see that. <laughs> of I want to see what's the way. You didn't get enough of him naked in that movie, Naked or Haunted House 1 and 2? That I made you watch both. <laughs> oh man! Just the thing. I feel like the Wade's brothers could possibly do the monsters oh, better. Get get out of here, monsters. Ray. There's no way. If anything, they would have made it worse. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what Rob Zombie gave us is that's gonna be a challenge. <laughs> we gotta do worse than this, guys. <laughs> Rob Zombie just needs to stop remaking classics. Leave them alone. I, I still, even though I still want him to at least do one Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. I feel like that is the movie for his genre. No. He, he, I'm he actually do with that. that. I, I feel like that's the one movie he can't fuck up. No. Because he's, like, I agreed with you years ago, but after seeing this and uh, Three from Hell, it's, it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Sherry Moon has Leatherface. <laughs> no, she's gonna be the mom. Yeah, she's gonna be the mom, right? 
Oh, man. So, I, I mean, any final thoughts? I mean, of uh, the original actors. Eddie Munster had a cameo in this, and but he had him wearing a fucking robot outfit. You didn't even see his face. No, I don't think he was wearing it. I think he just voiced it. Oh. Yeah. We sense. even talk about Elvira. Yeah, she's in this. She didn't when they went to the costume party. I thought she was gonna dress up as Elvira. Yeah. She apparently she retired that now, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Never mm-hmm. say. But I like. Don't, I, she I, can't I, end I, on this. She was fine. What they gave her. Yeah, that was that was the one aspect of the movie where they kind of did a joke from the TV series. You know, the whole her falling backwards and stuff, but doesn't work for today's lens no it's yeah. kind of tough sell yeah but it's also because it's just like how everything else was pre- like presented it's like if they would have kept that essence then it would have worked but it's like eh. well you know i'll tell you one thing i was a monsters fan when i was a kid and this movie might have turned me into an adam's family fan. <laughs> <laughs> are, are we looking forward to wednesday now I, I i am I actually am. I, I do want to check it out like day one. Yeah, I feel like I that's think, not going to be messed like that. Even the the trailers of it has looked yeah. good. So. Like Tim Tim Burton, I think is the perfect person. I'm surprised they didn't ask him to do the the movies from the '90s. Well, yeah. Well, he was yep. too big was, fat. Oh, that's why I was gonna say why why didn't he do the originals? But yeah, okay. Batman money. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm here for Luis Guzman playing Gomez. I, I, that's the only thing I feel like I feel bad for Luis Guzman, that he's going to have to really fight for this role. Because I he, feel like he's just going to get critiqued he, no matter he, what he does. Yeah, but it's because Raul uh, Julia did such a great job, even though he didn't look nothing like the actual character. Yeah. You know, the cartoon or whatever. Not the and cartoon. It's so the hard to compare because it's like this is... If you look at it, technically, Raul wasn't... It, it didn't embody fully what it was supposed to be anyway. Well, well look-wise. Yeah. He did an amazing job. Like, anyone that thinks of Gomez thinks of him. Yeah. The, or, and that's what I'm saying. It changed the whole the whole aspect of what the... Or yeah. or John Ash, Aston too. But... Yeah. Like, he looks like... Even the most recent animated movies... That's Luis Guzman, you know. That's how he looks. <laughs> I'm just gonna think of Luis Guzman from Carlito's way. That's it. That's, that's all I can see. Even in this, it's gonna be like, no, Carlito. Uh, I want. Thinking of him in waiting. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh man. Um, you know, come to think of it, if you compare the cinematography or the style from the '90s Adams Family films to this film, I can see why uh, Rob Zombie wanted more color scheme. Because that's one thing the Adam's Family movies didn't really have. They didn't really have the same color scheme that um, uh, this film has. Even from the looks of it, the new Netflix movie. Because that, because if you think if you try to add all that color scheme to the Adam's Family, it doesn't really work. No. So I guess that's kind no, of I agree. wanted more color. Yeah, he he really went with the uh, the monsters today kind of look, which was a failed. Monsters series actually got three seasons, so I guess it wasn't failed, but from the 80s. I was gonna say, it doesn't sound like much of a failure, but this definitely this yeah. is a swing and a miss. It, it wasn't even close, that's how that's how yeah, much was, of a mess this was. 
this wasn't even a ground ball. <laughs> See, this this is a typical Travis podcast. How do you get us to talk so negative about I, movies? I, I even said it. I was like, <laughs> the one time he wants to have us on, it's going to be us just burying a movie. Because it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think this film would have been gotten buried even more had had Steve been here. I, I could just hear him just tearing us apart. Yeah, this movie put him to sleep. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh man. Well, Travis, you can't say we don't care because I watched this movie again <laughs> to be on this podcast. <laughs> I oh. appreciate it, Charles Lee Ray Ray. <laughs> I think Rob Zombie does too. Good. I, think I gave him an extra view. <laughs> I think our friendship is over, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, are we rich now, guys? Are we rich? <laughs> Any final thoughts on, on the monsters? You guys already answered the million dollar question. I was going to ask, is this movie funny? And you guys made it very clear. No, no. it is not. It, it's funny how bad it is. That's no, it's not even that kind of funny. Me, it, it, it's, that, it's funny to the point of like, why is this still going? Because that's what I laughed. I was like, I'm an hour and a half in. I'm like, why is this still going? i tell you what. The only funny thing about this movie is that Rob Zombie's laughing at us for watching it. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm still amazed that he still kind of gets work. I, I always said House of a Thousand Corpses was his best movie. That was his first one. I think... Two thirds of the Halloween movie was his best movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all broken up here, bitch. <laughs> no, not that part. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, I'll give it. He's still creative, but just stay away from our classics. Don't. He's don't, a creative. Don't he is a creative guy. That's true. No. Um, but who we, me and you, uh, Anthony, we discussed this in the past. He's someone. Someone else needs to write, do all the writing, not him. He just needs basically just be a, a director for hire. Just direct us. And you can't have control of the casting. No. Or at least write it with somebody else. Or that. Just, just stick to yeah, I just, Rob's on. I'd like I'd like I would like to see him do what you said, Travis, which is take just take someone else's script. Or at least just write it with someone else that's done movies and successful ones. And maybe it's so it could be a learning process for him. Like I hate to speak that way because he's done movies and I haven't. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just like throughout all his films, it's always a script issue. No. Yeah. That's that's how it is. But he's he's to me, he just seems like he wants to have creative control over everything. That's just how he is. Well, he's no John Carpenter. No. Which, hate to hear me say that (laughs) (laughs) well guys i'm gonna wrap this one up thank you for uh taking the time to stop by on fractured skulls you're always welcome to come back anytime any place any movie free of your choosing that is my i'll I'll see you uh i'll see you in another four years for this (laughs) podcast well Travis, thank you for having us, and it was, uh, I, I can speak for myself, it was nice to be on a podcast with you again. Same. Nice to see you smile a little bit. I, I question if you smile anymore when I read your Twitter feed, so, uh, but uh, thank you for having us, it was a good time, and hopefully we can do it again. Hopefully next one could be a little more positive, and we don't have to actually fracture our skulls watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
And on that note, that's how we're going to close this episode.